Welcome to the Closer to You, Lord podcast. May the Lord continue to bless every single person that is listening to this podcast. Today, we are going to speak about the second commandment, which is quite a large one. So quite frankly, I'll probably split this up into parts um, just to be able to explore the fullness of this um, topic without having a super, super long podcast. So God bless you all. Let's start with a prayer. Amen. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. We thank you, Lord, for this time. You are awesome. You are wonderful. You created everything exactly in perfection, Father. We are fallen, Lord, but in you, Father, we are renewed. In you, we have life. In you, we have strength. In you, we have, we have wisdom. Lord, I pray that as we study this tonight, they might just not be words, but confrontations. Father God, as you has, have confronted me, I pray, Lord, that you help every single person that is here truly self-analyze their life, Father, and come to the truth, the truth of your revelation. We know, Father, that no one is declared righteous by the law, amen, but through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Today, Father God, help every single one of us examine ourselves and be conscious, Lord, of where we have failed you, knowingly or unknowingly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I will read the entirety of the second commandment. And so it says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth below or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Amen. This second commandment is very interesting because it comes with a blessing and with a curse and i know that the curse was kind of strong but focus on the blessing because quite frankly all that we need to have that blessing in us is to simply accept jesus christ it doesn't matter what our past generations have done amen because the blood of christ is sufficient to cover everything that had passed present past even future but y'all for your sake don't let it go on into the future so let's go what is an idol i think it's very easy to pretend that idols are golden calves or golden statues or little figurines that people place on walls and light candles to um or things you know that are made very obviously to represent gods, but are not gods. But the truth is that any contradiction of the word of God 
that we let stand in our minds and hearts is idolatry. These are things that take the place of God in our lives. The word focuses here on tangible idols, uh, the type that you can touch, see, toss around, drag around, um, and most importantly, make. Idols are renditions of God that have none of the power and essence of God. Idols not only are renditions of God, they're renditions of the creation of God. But once more, they are not God. They have none of what God is inside of them. One of the most important hallmarks of an idol is that they were made by people. They are a creation of the creation. They are not creators, just as we are not the creator. Anything that was made by man is not God. God is sovereign. Through his Holy Spirit, which is invested in us when we repent from our sins and form a new alliance with God, God lives within us. However, that never makes us God, which is very important because I think there's many times, many religions, many kind of fads and ideologies that kind of make us as creators, they make us as captains of our own destiny. They make us as, quite frankly, um, things that have much more power than what we really have, or they make us want to have this power that, quite frankly, is not ours to have. Um, God is way too big to capture which is why we cannot truly become him, because we can't contain him. And this is what the Lord says particularly. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? All these things my hands have made. And so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. Amen. That is so beautiful. Because everything that we see, everything that we might gain, everything that we think that is awesome and wonderful and amazing here on earth, everything, it's just the footstool of God. Imagine God in his heavenly throne up in space somewhere. (laughs) Um, And he sits down and from heaven, he reaches down and simply lies his feet on us. There is no house that we could build for him. He's way too big. He's way too big for us. However, that is not to say that his presence cannot be with us, even as small as we are. Oh, the humble God, amen, to see this footstool that is earth and say, I will send down my spirit there. To see the houses that we can make the temples, um, the whatnot, anything that we can make. And he says, if the hearts are right, I will be with them right where they are. So every single person here was made in the image of God. And the scriptures say that God breathed life into the first human. Every subsequent human on this earth has inherited the breath of life from God inside of them that animates them until that spirit departs from their bodies. However, as we are part of the creation of God, 
We cannot breathe life into things the way that God did. Certainly not the way that God is able to pour out his spirit and give us life. We as humans cannot pour out our spirit into paintings, into carvings, into 3D printed objects, into crystals, so on and so forth. However, and pay attention, there are other spirits on the earth. There are other spirits on the earth. And I'll give it to you straight. Any spirit that is on the earth, that is inhabiting things, that it was not made to be in, is contrary to the Spirit of God. Only the Spirit of God can transform dust into a living soul. Evil spirits can inhabit objects which are man-made or natural. They can even inhabit humans. But there is good news. In the name of Jesus, they can be cast out. But God, he cannot be cast out. No devil, demon, fear, persecution, circumstances, strong arming, poverty, nakedness, shame can push God out of our hearts. Only we can through sin. A few technical notes. God can sometimes, through his grace and sovereignty, meaning that um, as long as it doesn't contradict his word, he can do whatever he wants. Um, He can decide to send his presence, his spirit, someplace. But that someplace is not the thing to be worshipped. It is the presence of God. I'll give you an example. God appeared to a man named Moses in the form of a burning bush. But today, you don't see Christians, or Jews for that matter, setting bushes on fire and bowing down to worship them. At least I hope not, because that would be ridiculous. Bushes burn up, but the presence of God is what is to be worshipped. Perhaps that presence appears at a church service, perhaps in a quiet place of prayer, perhaps the Spirit of God is there when you're reading His Scripture. We do not worship the miracle for how miraculous it is. We worship the miracle worker. When God did decide to grace us with His physical presence, He sent Jesus who is God. Jesus became human through the birth of a virgin, his mother Mary, and he walked, talked, laughed, cried, ate, suffered. He did so many things, including dying for us so that we could be justified, so that the price of our sin could be paid in full. And he alone, being God, is worthy of our praise and worship. He Being God can forgive us for breaking his law, but nothing else can. Another thing, what the Lord really wants from you is humility and repentance. Basically, that means that you acknowledge who he is and you acknowledge what you have done before him. Everything else is secondary. Secondary can be good, but it is secondary. For some of the believers out there, watch out that the things that you are that you are doing for the Lord do not become idols themselves. Watch that what you do for God does not come before God. The scripture says specifically, For this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and 
and contrites in spirit and trembles at my word. When you hear the word and are confronted by it, do not run and sweep your issues under the rug. Run to God and say, Father, I am sorry. Help me out of this mud, out of this pit. Set me right. Fix my deceitful heart that set me on this unrighteous path. And guys, don't be like me. Many times I have been confronted by the word. And what did I do? I simply shut the book. Right? Because I knew that where I was at, I couldn't fix myself. I couldn't stop wanting to do what I was doing. I needed help. And I knew that that help couldn't come from within. However, what I wish I had known, what I wish I had accepted, is that God is powerful enough to take you out of the pit, to take you out of the sin, to fix your heart, to give you new hope, to give you a new mindset, to transform your mind. The Bible says that literally we are renewed in the mind. That means that our thoughts change when we come to Christ, which is why our walk changes when we come to Christ. And that is such a beautiful thing because it frees you. It frees you from your conscience. You live in joy and peace and happiness. You live light. So that's an aside, but getting back to the topic at hand. Idols are filled with pride and fallen by nature. They need a way to cling to this physical realm. You have to help them out of their nothingness, out of their abyss, out of their hell, by giving them a place to abide. Oh, and on top of that, after the work that you did for them, they demand worship, honor, attention, devotion, sacrifice. And none of these are the good kind. It is very dangerous to deal with any spirit that is not the spirit of God because people worship idols for what they see and not for what they are. They never truly reveal what they are until it is way too late. Granted, it's not too late if there's still breath in your body. Amen. You can still repent. But even then, let's not pray. Let's not play. Sorry. Um, let's pray and come to repentance as soon as we know that what we're doing is wrong. However, the beautiful thing about our creator is that God wants us to worship him, not for what you see or even what he can do for you, but simply for who he is. Idols pervert the truth of a divine creator. However, God, he will purify everything that you believe, every single thought, every single belief that you hold so that it aligns with him. And what a beautiful thing. The Bible tells us that narrow is the path to salvation. The word is very specific. God is very specific. Um, outside of God, anything can go. Anything can go. Um, there's no order. There is no truth in it. It's just whatever is convenient. However, with God, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth is sat 
in your heart. Amen. Let's look at some modern examples of idols. An idol can be anything that is supposed to channel anything. And some of y'all might know exactly what I am talking about. An idol might be a figurine, a doll, a talisman, a stained glass, pictures, paintings. They might be a little cord that you tie around yourself for healing or for protection for anything. Um, An ideology that demands more credibility than the very word of God. These are extremely dangerous things to play with because they want to supersede who God is. And God never stopped being who he was. Simply what has happened here is that our perception of God has been perverted. One of the technical fallacies of worshiping the creation, whether made directly by God or by the creation, is that it is perishable. It all is perishable. Only God is non-perishable. It's tragically short-sighted to tie your eternal soul, your living soul, to something that is not eternal and that will eventually end. Because then your eternal soul will take on the characteristics of those idols, characteristics which are damned and destined to unending wailing and gnashing of teeth. In other words, hell. Scripture tells us, You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will grow old like a garment, like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. This earth, this reality, the house, the titles, the works of your hand, the firmness of the ground beneath your feet, this 3D realness that seems so real, will be folded up like an old tablecloth. Y'all, it's a conversation for another day, but this earth will not remain as it is. Do not cling to it. Cling to the maker. I challenge you to self-examine yourself. Do you have any beliefs or objects that challenge the role of God in your life? If you don't know the role of God in your life, I strongly suggest that you pick up the Bible and explore God in one of his most fundamental roles. He is our teacher. Through his revelation, which was written down and now comes to us as the Bible, he tells us many things. Like, for example, how this world was made, who we are, his love for us, and the cosmic struggle for our soul, and so much more. Funnily funnily enough, if you're on the fence saying, well, God, I think I love you, and I want to be on good terms with you, but I'm not sure if I'm capable in believing in everything right now and letting go of my idols, those things that for the longest time give me purpose, identity, comfort, etc., I advise you to let down your shoulders and ask God for faith. It's so funny because sometimes in life we think think that I have to get my life together to come to God. And no, you give your life to God, you give him everything, and he will make it right 
he is the maker meaning that he knows exactly who you should be he knows exactly what you should think he knows exactly how to position you and he will do it if you give him the opportunity so um i'm going to ask you to let down your shoulders i'll say it again let them down it's okay you're not fighting god and pray with me say father i need you more than ever i need you because i know you're real but i'm stuck help me to believe what i have to believe to allow myself to come into your outstretched open and loving arms father speak to me confront me increase your presence in my life father so that i might have to bow down amen to lie my face my face on the ground and say lord only you are god only you are in heaven only you are in your throne i believe it all i believe in you i give myself to you help me lord to get there and father in faith i say that i am a child of god i say that i am letting it all go because father i trust in you i do I know that you are good. I know that you are listening. I know that you have plans for me. And I'm giving it all, everything. I'm giving everything that I am to you, including my idols. Father, I pray that you fight my battles for me because you know how far I can go. Lord, I need your heavenly divine interference in my life. And I also know, Father, that since I am praying this sincerely, since I really want it, Lord, you will give it to me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it was a blessing to your life. And um, I also want to tell you that you are a blessing into my life. It takes a really long time to um, come and study the word and, you know, figure out Uh, what I want to say, and what the Lord wants me to say. Um, So it it really is a blessing that challenges my faith. It challenges my my knowledge of scripture. And it really takes me um, to a deeper level with the Lord. So um, I want to thank y'all. And for um, my fellow believers out there, I also pray that you keep me in your prayers so that I might be able to speak the word of God with truth amen, without compromise, and to truly love him every single day, more and more and more. Thank you, and God bless. Bye. Hi, thank you for coming to the end of this podcast. May the Lord continue to bless you in his truth. If you are interested in more details about this episode, the summary section contains useful tidbits. Please consider sharing this podcast so that it may be fruitful. God bless.